Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Save Your Sanity, Help for Toxic Relationships. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, and I'm so glad you've joined me. Tonight, we're going to be talking about a big subject that comes up so frequently, and it comes up in two forms. You know, should I have boundaries, and what do I do if I don't, and how do I set them if I want to, and what will happen if I do that? So we're going to be talking about hijackals as boundary bulldozers, which they really are, and then how you can be engaged in setting boundaries, clarifying the results of setting those boundaries, and then making decisions about those results. And it's a very straightforward process, but it's all about you. It's not about them. Hijackals are boundary bulldozers. They just are. And you want to be emerging empowered. You know, that's the name of my online community, Emerging Empowered Community. And you're welcome, of course, to join in in that. If if that has appealed to you, just go to joinintoday.com and you can join the community very simply, safely off social media. However, we want to be emerging empowered. And in order to emerge empowered and to be better off, whether we stay in the relationship or we leave the relationship, Relationship. We need to know what's okay with me, with us, what's not okay with us, and what the consequences are for doing what's not okay with us. And basically, that's the boundary setting situation. You know yourself well enough to know what's okay with you, what's not okay with you. You have the gumption to speak up and say, this is what I'd like to have happen. This is not okay with me. And you look for agreement. That's the beginning of a boundary. And then I'll tell you the rest in a few minutes. But why are hijackals boundary bulldozers? Well, I made a little list for you just off the top of my head. I'm sure there's a hundred other reasons. First of all, your boundaries are not about them. They're about you. So therefore, who cares? Uh, they won't be limited by you. Who do you think you are trying to tell me what to do, right? That's the hijackal stance. They have no respect for your needs and wants. You already know that. So you know that setting a boundary is not going to immediately get you the respect that you want. I'll tell you why you need to do it anyway. They want to be the only one who sets rules, the only one who decides how the relationship will roll. They don't want to take direction from you or anybody else, and you know that's the case because you know the stories that they tell about how they dominate in all cases, and you know how it feels to be dominated and controlled if you're in a relationship with one. And here's another one. They don't care what you want. They simply don't care what you want. Yes, they put on a really good show of caring about you in the beginning. That's why we call it love bombing. But now they don't care what you want. They never really did. They were just 
trying to get you into relationship with them. So they would have somebody in their back pocket to be abusive towards, to have power over, to have status by being around, or to have control and manipulation. And you're the lucky target. So in order to be emerging empowered, you need to know about boundaries and how to set them and why. So you set them so you can be emerging empowered, yes, but boundaries are safety features. They're there to make sure that you have done what you can do to set a safe environment. And so they become safety features for you. You have spoken up about it. Internally, you've clarified it, and then you've spoken up about it. You've said something. Yeah, they may not care. Don't worry about that right now. Just suspend that idea. You're going to do this for you because it's important to have this skill in your skill set. Really important. And with a hijackal, you may not already feel safe. It has already been unsafe. And so you start with small boundaries, little tiny things, baby steps, nanoseconds, just little things to start to feel like, can I, can I have a little impact here? And if I can't have a little impact, can I know myself better so that I know what impact I'd like to have? And that's the beginning of boundary setting. So you've probably made a request of a hijackal, you know, like, could you please speak in a normal tone of voice or a normal volume, please? How effective was that? Maybe yes, maybe no, maybe yes for a hot minute, maybe no generally. But you started by making what would be, if you weren't with a hijackal, a civil request. It just would have been civil and straightforward. But not so with the hijackal, right? <laughs> That's not the way it rolls. So if it was effective to make a request, great. But if not, you need to have a boundary. Now, how do hijackals respond to boundaries? Well, we know they're not interested in them for all the reasons I already gave you, but how do they respond when you do set a boundary? Well, first of all, you can expect drama right? Like, how dare you? And nobody talks to me like that. Who do you think you are? And then you can expect gaslighting, that they are going to try to define your reality for you. They are going to tell you what you want. They are going to tell you how you should behave and what you should be doing. And they are going to gaslight you. Now, I've done other episodes on gaslighting. There are a few. So if you go to saveyoursanitypodcast.com, you can just do a little search using the little magnifying glass on boundaries, and you'll find a lot. You'll also find them in my old podcast, Emotional Savvy. You can find them also on my website at forrelationshiphelp.com. And so there's lots of information about boundaries. There's lots of information about gaslighting. So those things are there for you already. So they're going to respond dramatically because who do you think you are? And they're going to be gaslighting. But then another response they have is defensiveness. You know, like there's nothing wrong with me. How, why do you say that? What's wrong with you? And we get the blame shifting. Like, you want me to do something? No, you're the one who needs to change. So as soon as anything feels like blame to them, 
bam, it comes back at you, blame shifting. I did an episode on that. Look for the blame shifting episode. Then they go into denial. No, I don't do that. I have never done that. In my entire life, I have never uttered anything that resembles that. Total denial. I had a client ask me today, what do you do when you say to a person, a hijackal, with whom you had a previous conversation, you know exactly what the person says, and they say, I never said that. <laughs> there we have gaslighting. I never said that. What's wrong with you? We have denial, and then we have defensiveness. So all these things are right up the street of the hijackal. So when you set a boundary, they're going to respond with these things. They're also likely to respond with verbal and emotional abuse. You know, who do you think you are was part of it, but you have no right to talk to me like that. I'm the one who decides what happens in this relationship. Maybe there's some name calling. Maybe there's some you always and you never, that black and white extreme thinking. And then they may even, if they're a little wily or they particularly want something just now when you do it, they may pretend to be interested. They may pretend to have empathy. Now, you know that pretend empathy that they they can put on? That's what we call cognitive empathy. They know that they are supposed to say certain things to appear a certain way. And so they think, now, what is that strategy? How do I appear to have empathy? Oh, yes, I lean in and I look them in the eyes and I ask questions. That's cognitive empathy. They're not feeling it. It doesn't rise up naturally from them, from the who they are. They have to think about it. And then they use it like a skill. It is not natural to them. And so it's important to know that these are ways in which a hijackal is likely to respond to a boundary before we even get to how to set them. Just know that this is likely going to happen. And hijackals, strangely, this is going to sound really odd to you perhaps, but hijackals like boundaries, not for the reason you hope. They like boundaries because when you set them, you are really telling them what's important to you so they can do the opposite or withhold it from you or use it against you. Though the only reason they like boundaries, not that they're going to adhere to them or take much notice of them often, but they like it because you are telling them where your soft spots are, where your triggers are. So they're kind of like, oh, great information. Tell me more so that they can come back and use that as ammunition. And if you work to improve your relationship with a hijackal, Honestly, by setting boundaries and then setting consequences for those boundaries, you will begin to see their true colors. Not that you haven't already, but it's another way to see their true colors. And you can see who they are more clearly and know what you need to do about it. So let's engage with how do you set boundaries and then what do you do with those boundaries you've set? So first of all, you have to know yourself. What's okay with you? What's not okay with you? And where is that dividing line between what's okay with you and what's not okay with you? That's a boundary. This is okay. That's not okay. No space in between there. 
And so you decide that. So to go back to the example I had of the request, could you please speak to me at a normal volume, a boundary would begin to sound like, I don't respond to yelling. It's a piece of information. It's not okay with me. I, you know, you're, the work you've done inside is, I find, you know, maybe it sounds like this. When I get yelled at, I get triggered, I get anxious, I can't hear, I shut down. You know what happens to you. So you want to set a boundary. I don't respond to yelling well. And then know why and add it to it. So you know what's okay with you and what's not and why. So the I don't respond to yelling well is because it upsets me and I can't hear the words and I can't, I can't understand what it is I'm being asked. That's telling somebody that, okay, if you want me to hear you, speak in a quieter voice, right? And then third is do your very best to put it in a positive context. Turn it around so that it is more positive. So it might sound... I'd like to hear and have equal participation in conversations. So when I find that I'm yelled at, I can't hear and I'd like to hear you. I see a boundary is not all that scary. You basically said, I don't respond well to yelling. And therefore, I would like to have that stop because I'd like to hear what you're saying, but I can't because I'm triggered. That's your part in it. That's you learning about yourself, clarifying where that boundary is, and expressing it. So you try it. You try it out. Maybe the hijackal is interested for a moment. Maybe they're not interested at all. Maybe they tell you, why would I be interested in that? I'll do what I want. I will speak to you however I want. But you're calibrating, right? Because remember, we're talking about setting boundaries, calibrating results, and making decisions tonight. So you observe. What do they do when you set a simple boundary? Like, I don't respond well to yelling because it upsets me and I can't hear you. And I'd like to hear what you have to say. May or may not be totally accurate, but it is a way of expressing this. So you give it a try and it doesn't work. So what do you do? Then you add a consequence. Now, a word about boundaries. Don't set one unless it is non-negotiable, okay? Don't threaten with a boundary. Those two things do not belong together. Don't set a boundary unless it is absolutely non-negotiable. The boundary and the consequence have to be clear. The boundary is there, transgress the boundary, the consequence happens, no question, no wiggle room, no wobbles, okay? So very important. So you add a consequence, and it sounds like something like, when I'm yelled at, I shut down, and as a result of that, I can't participate in the conversation, so I will leave the conversation until it's quiet. I will leave the con the conversation. So therefore, I will not speak or I will leave the room 
or I will simply sit quietly and listen, but I will not participate in the conversation while there is yelling because it goes nowhere good. And you have to stick to it. Again, big red lights, flashing lights, big neon red flashing lights. Don't set a boundary unless it's non-negotiable. Otherwise, it's a threat and it has no teeth and they will soon know that. And then you won't be able to set a boundary that has teeth and actually happens. So think a lot before you set boundaries because they need to be non-negotiable and absolutely the consequences of trespassing them have to happen. Have to happen. And you know, you may have a habit of backing down. You may have a habit of going, oh, there we go again. They don't care. No, this is you emerging empowered. I do have a boundary. Whether you want to recognize it or not, I have a boundary. And I have the right to say what it is. And I have a right to put a consequence on it. So when I'm yelled at, I find I shut down and I can't hear. So I will quietly leave the conversation. And when it is back to a normal voice or at another time, we can engage in the conversation again. But be sure, absolutely sure, that you will leave the conversation in one way or another. Now, caveat here, if you're with a violent, physically violent person, you know, you may not be able to set the boundary that I'm speaking of, but you can set a boundary, a teeny tiny one. Always start with little ones. We want to have tiny wedges, not great big ultimatums. Start with tiny things when you're dealing with a hijackal. Test the water. See how it goes. Could be something that could be done. No skin off the hijackal's nose. Okay. Now we put a little bit bigger wedge in there and ask another hearing of a new boundary and they work with it. So you then you set the boundary, you set the consequences and you need to calibrate the results. Was the boundary respected? Was it partly respected? Did you feel heard at all? Did they show any interest in your boundary? Nothing? <laughs> Nothing. They just trampled right over it. They became a boundary bulldozer. Don't be discouraged because you're doing this to practice emerging empowered. You, uh, you practice. You practice doing you. You practice your absolute right to set a boundary and a consequence and follow through on it because that's healthy. That's what good relationships are built on, that you care what each other experiences and where the boundaries are. And you have conversations about the boundaries and you want to learn about each other and you want to please each other in the sense that would that make life easier for you? There we have mutuality and reciprocity. Boundaries help us understand if there's any equality and equity in the relationship. That's what we're calibrating for. And you know, if you've listened to other podcasts, that the three must-haves of a healthy adult relationship, any healthy adult relationship, but particularly one that is supposedly romantic, is that you must have equality and equity, reciprocity, and mutuality. So we're calibrating for equality and equity. Can I be heard? And can I speak up on my own behalf and speak something about what's important to me and have it be respected? So you calibrate the results. 
and worked a little bit, didn't work at all, got trampled over, set off an incredible explosion. All right, you calibrate that. And then you start making decisions. Okay, shall I introduce it in a new way, but with the same boundary? That would be a good thing to do. Try it out if I word it differently. If I were to say, you know, I find I really can't hear well when there's a lot of noise in the room, including yelling, it would be really helpful for me if we could just make an agreement to speak quietly. Could we do that? So maybe you reframe and you rephrase the boundary and try it again. Um, Or then you have a talk about your relationship in terms of equality and equity. Do you really believe that we should both be able to be heard in this relationship? I know, I'm talking about dangerous ground here with a hijackal. They don't want to have that conversation, do they? They just simply want you to do what they want you to do and be quiet about it because it's not about them. (laughs) So that's the only thing that interests them. But remember, everything that I'm saying tonight is helping you emerge empowered. It's not necessarily going to solve something in the relationship with a hijackal, but it will give you insight into trying some strategies, seeing what's possible, and practicing so that you get clearer about how the hijackal is processing and how much the hijackal actually cares about the relationship. And then when you're expressing these boundaries and you're having a talk with the hijackal about it, don't be distracted by their intrusive questions and their negative comments. The who do you think you are and why should I listen to you and why should I care? Don't be distracted by that. Just simply repeat the boundary. It's important to me. I wanted to share that with you. I thought that you might be interested in having me hear you better. And I would like to do that. And that's why I told you that. And you get very clear about that. And you need to be sometimes direct because when they come back at you with stuff, you may need to be more direct and say, you know, are you trying to make me wrong or make me feel bad? And that when you ask a hijackal that question, sometimes it wakes them up for a moment because you're, you're naming the behavior or you're at least asking, is it this? Are you really trying to make me wrong, make me feel bad, put me down? What, what's this about, actually? I know that sounds like an almost impossible conversation to have with a hijackal, but I'm asking you to do things differently because I want you to be emerging empowered, and this is an important practice for you. So you get direct like that, or you comment on the process. You say, you know, I notice that when I begin to talk, I get talked over. That makes it really difficult to have a conversation. And you just make a comment about the process, about what actually happened between you. You give it a name. You describe it. No blame assigned. Just describe what's happening. What you can see, hear, taste, touch, and smell. Yeah, I know it stinks, but you're not going to say that. You're going to say, I notice that I have when I begin to talk, I get talked over, that doesn't lead to resolution or understanding, and I would prefer that we could have a conversation that did. 
And then you might go on and state in context your intent. Like, I would like to be heard and I'd like to find an equitable solution. Would you? Now, you already know that the answer is likely, what? <laughs> but you are you are practicing your chops here. You are getting new strategies. So you find out, all right, I invited I invited this question. I would like to be heard and find an equitable solution. And I can do that when it's quietly conversed about. Would you like to find an equitable solution? And you gain information. Again, you see, there's no hostility. There's no upset on your part. You are simply stating things and calibrating what comes back at you. Now, what's really important after you've set a boundary, after you've set a consequence, maybe you have restated the boundary and the consequence is that because it's non-negotiable, you take action on it. So as I said earlier, if you said you're going to be quiet when people are yelling at you, be quiet when people are yelling at you. Even though they like to get a rise out of you, even though they would like to do that, maybe you have to repeat. No, I will have this conversation when there's no yelling. I fully intend to have this conversation when there's no yelling. I will not respond to yelling. Stay with the item. Don't get distracted by their anger. Don't get distracted by their defensiveness or their blame or whatever they're up to. You just stay with the item, the boundary, the one thing. Make the one thing the main thing and stick with it. And if these boundaries do not work, you need an exit plan for the conversation and you may need an exit plan for the relationship. Now, I'm not saying that simply or naively. I know these relationships can be very difficult to get out of, just as the conversations can be very difficult to get out of. But you do need an exit plan for the conversation. And eventually, if there's no change, for the relationship as well. So can you imagine if your boundaries are always transgressed, can you imagine having an exit plan that says you go no contact with this person? Can you move away from this person? If you live in the same house with them, what are you willing to do? If it's a parent or a sibling or an adult child, you have distance, so that can help you. But if it's someone with whom you live, you have to make some big decisions. Would you go no contact? Not the silent treatment. No contact. Like, I'm done. Not answering. Leaving. Because if you can't have your boundaries respected, you will never have equality and equity. There's no possibility of moving on to reciprocity and mutuality if you don't have equality and equity. So, again, big flashing red lights. If you can't have a boundary respected, or even heard because there's a change of behavior, you may have to have a good look at how am I going to extricate myself from this relationship? And know your boundaries. So important. Know who you are. Know what's all right with you, what's not all right with you. Know your values. Speak up about your values. Know your beliefs. Speak up about them. Know your goals and purposes. Speak up about them. Don't cower in the face of a hijackal who wants to be the one who dominates everything. 
Now, there are equal numbers of male and female hijackals, so they do it in different ways, but it's still the same premise. One person wants to run the relationship, the other one is supposed to run after it. No, there is no equality and equity in that. So know your boundaries, express your boundaries, clarify your boundaries, state the consequences of the boundaries, and act on the consequences when the boundaries are crossed. Big reminder, non-negotiable boundaries. Boundaries are not threats. They have to be non-negotiable. Now, I've done other episodes on boundaries. So again, go to saveyoursanitypodcast.com and just do a search of the little magnifying glass on there. Just put in boundaries, you'll see them. Also, if you want to look at my other um, 200 episodes of Emotional Savvy, you can see them on my website at forrelationshiphelp.com. Everything is there for you. So it's important to understand the boundary setting process, that it comes from deep inside and clarifying and knowing yourself, then getting ready to express it in the best way, testing it out, set the boundary, see if you can get agreement. When the boundary is trespassed, then you set a consequence. If it happens again, here's the consequence. Make sure the consequence is non-negotiable and then calibrate the results. And if nobody's respecting your boundaries, you may need to respect yourself enough to start the process of leaving. So I hope that has helped you. Boundaries are so important. Yes, we hear the word a lot. They don't have to be huge ultimatums, small, incremental boundaries. That's what you need to do with a hijackal to see if anything will be respected. I'm so glad you were here. And until we speak again, I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I hope you will take very good care of yourself because you are precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.